Welcome back to the 30-something podcast. I am Sunny, and I am so glad you are here. This is the podcast where we talk all about motherhood, self-care, and second chapters. Pivots, changes, new chapters, new things people have started in life after a big life change. I have found that uh, pretty much everybody has that point in life where they veer from the course that they were on, and I am fascinated by the stories of people's big life changes. So thus the whole concept of second chapters in this podcast, you find that a lot of the people that I interview, whether they be um, fellow mamas or, or business owners or entrepreneurs or authors or anyone who has gone out and done their own thing, I have found that um, it's often been the result of a big life change or a necessity and need to chart a new course. So I am fascinated with new beginnings here. And that is why we talk all about second chapters here on 30 something. Today, Today's podcast, though, falls under the self-care category. Y'all know that I love a good beauty product, right? I um, am constantly trying new things and experimenting with products because, um, first of all, I think it's really fun. And second of all, I think it's great to know what's on the market these days. These are little ways that we can pamper and indulge ourselves. And I feel like in this stage, particularly when most of us are pretty harried or busy um, and just kind of running around like crazy people in life, it helps to have a few things that make you focus on self-care and taking care of yourself. And it can be something as basic as a great face cream or body lotion. And you know I'm going to talk all about it if that's the case. In fact, um, today's guest on 30-something is the founder of a skincare line herself. Her name is Tenley Starr. She is uh, the founder of the Star Clinical Skincare Line. And she is also a cosmetic nurse. So she is seeing patients every day and helping them to uh, feel a little bit better. I've talked pretty openly on the podcast about my support of whatever it is that people want to do to make themselves feel a little bit better, whether it's Botox or fillers or whether it's, you know, a pedicure or even something as simple as going outside and taking a walk and getting your body active again. There are so many ways that we um, start to feel better about ourselves, especially after having children that I'm, I'm here for it all. So I like to talk about that stuff um, to kind of destigmatize it a little bit. You're, you know, it's just kind of not a big deal. Not in my opinion, at least. So we talk um, in this episode all about uh, not only the wonderful skincare line that Tenley founded, but also the other things that women are doing to feel and look a little bit better. We talk all about Botox and fillers, um, other injectables, things that people are doing, uh, lasers uh, in her office to um, sort of rejuvenate their skin. We talk about all of the things that you can do if you're interested in starting down a sort of clinical approach to your skincare, whether it be something as simple as dermaplaning, or maybe it's a step up and you're looking into lasers, or a step beyond that into Botox and fillers. We pretty much cover it all. And in fact, I got so um, excited that Tenley was able to talk about all of this stuff with me. I feel like I flooded her with a thousand questions in the podcast. And we didn't get around to talking about the one thing I also wanted to discuss, which was, um, you know, the whole um, balance big air quotes, of her professional and personal life. Tenley is a mom herself, and I always like to ask fellow moms how they manage those two vastly different worlds, the world of motherhood and the world of um, 
you know, of a career. So we didn't get to talk about that because I talked so much about all of the clinical stuff, all of the skincare and um, sort of uh, procedural things that she does. Uh, so you probably hear my child screaming in the background. I'm going to get into the interview. I do want to mention before we start that the audio is a bit tinny. I'm experimenting with some different ways of recording remotely. So bear with me if it sounds a little distant. Jack up that volume. I'm going to go get my kid who is screaming in the background. Enjoy this episode with Tenley Star from Star Clinical Skincare, And I will catch you guys on the flip side of this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to 30-something with Sunny. Uh, I'm laughing because I am the world's biggest airhead when it comes to technology. Our guest today has been so patient. Um, Tenley Star of Star Clinical Skincare um, has been waiting on the line while I figure out my shit for the past, like, 15 minutes. So, Tenley, thank you so much for that, and I'm so sorry for the technical difficulties. So let's start out with, okay, you guys know I'm a huge, huge skincare freak and fanatic, um, beauty products in general, but skincare in particular. And I'm always looking for brands that perform but are safer to use. So I want to talk with Tenley today about what's behind Star Clinical, why it was founded, and most importantly, um, what it is that makes these guys work. So Tenley, thank you so much for being with me today. Your brand is uh, is really interesting. You're, on your website, you say it's you know botanically based. It tends toward the more natural, sort of safer side of things, but that it works. I know there's like a tie-in here, um, the story of the brand and how, how it came to be. So can you tell us all about Star Clinical? Yes. Um, okay. So a little backstory here. Um, my father is a plastic surgeon and he ran a very successful private practice for about 25 years. Um, within that, he focused on anti-aging for females and his primarily um, complaint that he got was um, women's skin, uh, skin health and sagging skin loss of elasticity. So he spent a lot of time um, really trying to figure out, figure out why that was. And he actually had a chemist that he worked very closely with, and they developed um, a natural plant-based skincare line um, that was free of retinase and retinols just to keep and maintain the healthy balance of the skin, um, really focusing on balancing the pH of the skin. So, um, luckily, I was fortunate enough to work with him uh, while I was in nursing school, and that is the reason why I went to nursing school, was to stay in this industry. Um, and then when I graduated, we both worked in the emergency room at a trauma center here in Ventura County. I did that for about three years with him, and then I slid back into this, and we kind of messed with the formulas with my dad, um, the chemist, and myself, just to kind of to perfect it and make it smell good and feel good and really strengthen the skin um, because we're all about Absolutely. Anti-aging. I love hearing that. Um, but what's interesting and jumped out at me is that you said specifically you guys do not include any vitamin A products, so a retinol or a retin-A or anything sort of vitamin A derived. Can you tell us why? Because I know in the clean beauty world, there's some controversy about that ingredient in particular. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on why it was left out and, and, and the story behind that. Yeah. And I'm not even against it. And I do go on that stuff. I just do it temporarily. I get on and off of it. Um, because of this reason here, there is a lot of that already out there. And I wanted to be a little bit different. And I wanted somebody, I wanted all ages to use this skincare line. This is safe for pregnancy, breastfeeding. I didn't want there to be any questions or hesitations um, about if this was a safe product. This is 
so safe. Even I, I have a little one that's two. She, if she ate it, I wouldn't even be concerned. And I wanted that behind my product. Um, I retinas, retinols um, are, are very good, and they're very good to jump on temporarily. But I'm looking for, and the reason why this was developed, was something that you could stay on this long term. You never have to get off. This is safe just to be on all the time. It's just going to strengthen and build your skin. Oh, I love what that. Yeah, have. I mean, I was on the quest for a good anti-aging routine, especially when I was nursing because it was – such an extended mm -hmm. period of time your body goes through with, you know, yeah. pregnancy and nursing, and you're constantly aware of, of what you're putting on it in your body. So I love hearing sure. that this is an option for all of our pregnant and nursing friends out there, because that is hard to find. I feel like this is something, um, you know, that, you, you know, you need to be screaming from the rooftops because when I was searching for stuff nursing, I was really yeah. having a hard time finding anything. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the one thing I only felt good about during my pregnancy was my skincare. It was like, okay, at least this is good because you just never know what's in stuff. Yeah. It, it's crazy. It. So tell us about these, like, I was going to say star ingredients and I realized that's kind of a play on words, but I like it. So it stays. Um, so yeah, tell us about the, <laughs> like the big ingredients in this line and what it is that they're doing with our skin. Yeah. So, um, I have five products. Um, I have a face wash. I have two moisturizers, one that's rich, one that's a little bit lighter. I have a scrub and a mask. Um, all of these things are, like I said, great to use on the daily, morning, and night. You could also add in a Retin-A and Retinol if you like, temporarily use. Um, so the, the reason, another reason why I developed this too, because I am a cosmetic nurse as well, and I do a lot of skincare treatments as far as like lasers and stuff. So this is very good for post-laser care. So we're working with a lot of like cucumber, lavender, green peas, great seed extracts. Um, my mask has arnica in it just to speed up healing time, soothing the skin. Um, let's see. That's like pretty much like the, the base of this skincare line, which is just supposed to balance out the pH of your skin. Keep it happy, not changing mm -hmm. oh my gosh. what you have. That just really and... rings a bell with me because I have been a proponent for a long time of the once daily wash. I know we've been taught since we were so young to do mm -hmm. them twice daily and when you wake up, but I have never seen better skin than when I skip my morning wash in favor of just a little splash of water. It's crazy like to think what we're doing to our mm -hmm. skin by stripping it constantly. And I think at least for me personally, that, yeah, yeah that was a, there were a lot of my issues. Now that I stopped, I'm like, what is happening? It's amazing. Mm -hmm. You need to really let your skin be. People are always looking for a change. And I get a lot of messages like, now my skin, I have a pimple. Now my skin feels dry. You know, your skin is going to go through changes. And there's a lot of other factors that are going in, especially if you're hormonal, if you're pregnant, um, the environment that you live in, the sun exposure that you get in. Do you play sports? Are you outside? Are you a PE teacher? You know, do you work inside? Do you work outside? So there's so many things. So this, you just, you really just want to Stick to one thing. Keep it simple. Keep it light. Just keep your skin happy. And when it falls through those changes, just kind of make a few little tweaks. But you don't need to go full on board, changing things up, you know, getting on things that are going to strip your skin. Your skin will balance out. If you're a healthy person, it will So it will let's get talk back about, you brought up hormones, which I find to be um, the most vexing thing about life, especially during 
pregnancy and right after kids. I mean, listen, I'm a crazy person with my hormones. I've never realized the impact they had on my life until like the postpartum period where you're readjusting. So I know you can relate because holy crap, it's just, it's a whole thing like the post-pregnancy life. So if you had someone come to you and say, listen, I just had a baby my skin is bonkers. I'm getting these uh, pimples or very often like a deeper kind of cystic acne. What products from your line would address that issue? Um, so that would just be the full line. So you'd be on the wash. I would honestly, I would ask them a few, a few questions like, um, let's just make sure this is hormonal type thing. Right. Um, and then if I figure out that it is, I just say, let's, and then I ask them what skincare that they're on. And if they have, like, a bunch of random stuff going on, uh, some stuff that's, like, too active of an ingredient, I'd be like, let's just back down and get them something simple. Do you want to wash your face with a face wash morning and night? Do you just want a moisturizer just to hydrate your skin? I love telling people to add in a hyaluronic acid. I'm yes. not sure if you're familiar with that. That actually holds in the moisture of your skin. But here's a little trick that I like to tell people you need to give it water. Like add it to the hyaluronic acid serum, like mix so, it in? No, you spray <gasps> your face or splash your face with water, and then you add the hyaluronic right. acid on top. Hyaluronic acid needs water. So I get a lot of women that, you know, oh, my skin's so dry, I just had a baby, I'm breaking out on my chin, which is a very common spot. Um, you know, you just say, hang in there, this is all normal. Let's just get on a natural natural skincare line. Let's add in some hyaluronic acid if your skin is dry. Um, but yes, you need to give your skin water in order for hyaluronic acid to work. It needs to have water. If your skin is dry, the hyaluronic That's acid interesting. will absorb. Because now that you say that, I, ha- I recall having read many tips in magazines and online where, or online where they say, when you come out of the shower while your skin is still a little uh, damp to apply your product. So that mm. makes sense. That okay. is why. So we need to work together with what we're already doing. That is okay. why. That's very interesting. What about like a good ingredient you like for a spot treatment type of thing? Again, something that would be safe that is not considered ultra high potency, but safe for moms, safe for anybody who wants to remain mainly clean. Sure. Honestly, I just say pick up a salicylic acid. They usually run about 2% or lower. You can get oh, that okay. at so a Target. So anything like it is possible to get good budget skincare that's not costing you a thousand dollars but performs well right and remember that's just temporary that's not something that we're going to hang on because that could strip your skin so a lot of times if i see the patient at my office i'll just say i just say hang in there you know and if it's a very big underground cystic acne then i can go in there and hit it with a cortisone shot but i don't like to do that all the time again you know this is like if it's a massive underground something like that but i just say hang in there you know use Use the natural skincare. If it's really bad, we can do salicylic acid, about a 2% face wash, um, and then get off of it because your skin will balance out. If you're a healthy person, so, it will This balance is so out. interesting to me. We are, we are inundated. And listen, I love me a good product. I will try just about anything. I'm a little more selective now that I, I lean clean. That's what I say. But I, I think the underlying mm-hmm. thing I'm hearing from you, which is really heartening, is that our skin when we treat it right, we'll know how to react. You have mentioned several products now that you say you do personally use and you're not against, but you use in moderation. Do you have a specific concern with, say, mm-hmm. um, a, a retinol long-term, a retin-A, a tretinoin? 
um, based on your clinical experience? So because I'm young in the game, <laughs> um, I go off what my father has seen because he's been in it for so long. And I get a lot of my – he pushes a lot of articles and studies to me that I get to read. And this, and he tells me a lot of times, this is what I saw in my practice. We, I don't know if you've, you're familiar with oh, the line of Bajji. Yeah, we all were, we were all on it. I was on it at one time, and I loved it. It did make my skin look beautiful, but we were also looking into, is this thinning the skin, you know, on a long-term tretinol and retin-A, retinol, being on it for long-term, you know, because it does give you that beautiful result. People get a little obsessed with it, and they hang on it, you know, for years. So my father was seeing people in this practice, and now I'm starting to see them when uh, my patients come in and they're in their 60s and 70s. I'm like, your skin is clear, but it's it's clear. It's see-through clear. Like, what? why is this so thin? And it could be because we're shedding. We're overproducing stimulation. It's sh- constantly, when you put on a retin-A, retinol, tretinoin, it's shedding oh, your skin. so interesting. You're saying this. I'm picturing people that um, I've seen before. It's almost like... Um a bluish cast or yeah you can tell when it's like over overdone (laughs) that being said it it really is hard to know when to step away from these clinical strength things because it really is tempting i've never had um clear skin until i started using a salicylic acid is my mvp Uh, but i do i just started working a retinol back in my routine Uh and um i'm on it i would say i Uh do two times a week three max would that be too much, or would you advise mm-hmm. to stick with no, something like uh-uh. that? What do you do? Yeah, so the, I actually would recommend starting it with two, two to three times a week. If you're too flaky, I'd back it off a little bit because then you're just shedding too much and you don't want to be flaky all the time. That That is what I do. I stay on my skincare line all the time. I never get off of it um, because it keeps my skin happy. Do I have breakouts? Yes. When I got pregnant, it was all over my chin. Yes. Now it's back to being perfect, and I think it's because I, I let it alone. So then I jump on a bleaching cream, and I do that about three times a year. I get on for it for a short period of time, about a month or so. And what and do you do, a hydroquinone or, um, just or something to give my more skin natural? A little, um, I have a – it's actually this brand that I love. It's called Go Pure Beauty, I believe. Um, they're local here. I'm in um, – Ventura County area. Uh, they're based out of Steamy Valley. They have a very nice blend of like a retinol cream that I wear at night. Um, so I use that and I'll be on that for a little bit and then I just get off of it. And I also do take care of my skin really well because I do IPL. Uh, okay. I may be the only person skin. who did not have luck yeah. with IPL, but, by the way. I've got my... My spots are a little lighter colored, and I told her, I was like, listen, sure. sister, dial that sucker up uh-huh. all the way. It felt like I was being burned, <laughs> like my whole face was being burned, and nothing happened. Why did that not yeah. work for me? Sure. I'll, I'll tell you why. Your spots might have, so a couple things. Uh, the settings could have been off, or um, your spots weren't dark enough, because that is a light, and it's going to pick up the pigment, which is the brown. If it's not a dark enough brown, it, it will look over it. It won't see it. It won't read it. But it's doing a lot of other things. It's stimulating collagen. It's helping with fine lines and wrinkles. So regardless, if you didn't get that shedding of your dark spots, it's still, you know, producing collagen and helping with the fine lines and wrinkles and t- just keeping is your skin tight. that something you think people need to look into, a laser? The, the podcast is called 30-something, so let's kind of, like, keep totally. it in that age bracket. Is that something we need to be doing at yes. this stage? And if so, which ones for which problems? Absolutely. Um, 
an unattainable image of perfection. But that being said, I do feel like, you know, we've earned the right at this stage to get rid of our frown lines if we want to, or to make our lips look, you know, do a lip flip or two. So I I love that um, you seem to have a good balance Mm -hmm. between, you know, keeping things cleaner and minimal, but also knowing that you can indulge a little bit, Mm -hmm. which I like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we, my goal for my patients, I want to see my patients for the rest of their lives. I'm getting girls in their 20s. So I am very conservative when it comes to fillers, number one, um, because they're starting so early. So I, I do kind of steer them towards the direction of Botox first. And this is just a preventative Botox because we want to look natural. And Botox is pretty much out of your system around the four or five months. Sometimes people can hold it a little bit longer. Uh, fillers, you don't know. They say six months, they say a year. Some people actually hold it in longer. So, and we don't want to change the way we look, right? We want to stay natural. Absolutely. I think that's the, that's a, a great rule so of thumb. We, we, we need to, we yeah. need to be careful. I'm, yeah. We need to be very careful about what we're in what direction you see the beauty industry going in. You have the unique angle of approaching it from, um, you know, the minimal side, mm-hmm. the minimalistic side, where like you just said, you encourage people to do a little less with their products, but also mm-hmm. your hands are in the clinical side where you're actually treating people daily what do you see as being uh, the next mm-hmm. big trend in the things that people are asking for or the end results that they want? You know, I think it's kind of already started, and I think people are really big now on skincare, which I am loving, and I think it's fabulous and very important. And then next, I would say it's Botox. Everybody's really getting into Botox, which is also fabulous because it's very anti-aging. Um, I kind of see people going, fillers were big a year or two ago. I think I had every patient Mm -hmm. wanting their lips done. Um, And now we're like, let's just do the lip flip and let's just do maybe a half of the syringe or something like that. So I think skin health and skin knowledge and product ingredient awareness is where kind of like we're all going. And with every type of products, what our household products have in them, you know, like, can I have this when I'm, you know, pregnant and breastfeeding, just the overall awareness in this industry is, is huge and just getting bigger and better. And Mm -hmm. are you you finding too, that your clients are more informed, not only in what they're asking for, but what they know about their ingredients, their procedures, things, stuff like that. 100. 100%. 100%. Like, what does a, cl- a typical client come in, say, in her thir- mid-30s um, asking for? You said Botox is very popular and fillers, huh. too. But what other skin issues would you say are characteristic of this time that you typically address? Yeah. yeah so, about uh, so like, an example is a patient in their 30s. They're just like, I know the skin changes. That's usually what they say. And, I, and I'm looking at them, and they have good skin. So I would just say, I ask them, have you done anything before, and what have you done? And the, the answer is usually no. It's, I'm usually like their first person. They find me on Instagram, and they're like, I, I want to do something. I don't know what it is. So this is what, I, this is what I'd recommend. I said, let's get you on start clinical skincare. Let's balance. Let's make your skin as happy and healthy as it could be naturally. And then, and then if they say, you know, these dark spots bother me a little bit, okay, let's hit you with the IPL. Let's mm-hmm. do it three times back-to-back every four to six weeks. Let that rest a little bit. Um, and if they're saying, you know, the, the little wrinkles around my eyes, I've noticed it in photos. Like when I smile, I have these wrinkles around my eyes. Okay, let's hit it with a little Botox. Um, and then also another treatment, I don't know if you've heard of this, if, you're, um, if you know anything about it, is uh-huh. microneedling. 
I do a lot of microneedling, which I think is fabulous. It's another anti-aging thing. It stimulates the collagen. Some people say up to 300% over about three to four wow, months. that's fascinating. Which is huge, huge, yes. So this isn't your before and after photo. This is where you get the text messages from patients, you know, three to one month out. They're like, okay, it's looking amazing. Why, why is that? And it's like, it's because it's microneedling. I'm actually stimulating your collagen. So I'm bringing back your plumpiness that you had when you were in a teen and you lose when you're in your so what's it, What it's doing is sort of causing these uh, sort of micro injuries, right? To, to, to the top micro of the skin. Injuries. Okay. And, and that Correct. in turn is causing the collagen to be produced and then plump the lines, right? Is that how that's working? That's Does exactly it hurt? How that's because working. I know there's some over-the-counter devices that are sold. I'm sure it's different in a skin clinic. Uh, does it hurt? Do people get numbing cream before this? We do. We do numbing cream. And I, I tell my um, patients, if you are seeing me for microneedling, you don't need to use the derma roller because the derma roller doesn't really get in deep enough. To stimulate the collagen, you got to go down a little bit further than what you can buy over the counter, you know, like right, right. Oh, so you're, you're going in a little deeper than we would with anything that we could buy. So that's why the numbing cream, God bless the numbing uh-huh. cream, I will say. Like, this is just, <laughs> I mean, there's no reason to be scared of needles, people. Your whole face is numb by the time you get there. So um, that, that's the one thing I haven't, yeah. You, you really don't feel really it. You don't feel it, which is kind of scary. And you can see why people would go overboard. <laughs> Um, I haven't tried microneedling. I'm I'm gonna. I feel inspired after hearing that, though. Um, big pores yeah. are my thing, and I've found that, especially on my cheeks, it's a hereditary thing. Mm-hmm. I have found that salicylic acid has been the only mm-hmm. thing that has really like gotten in there and cleaned that out. Um, have you ever heard of like the Paula's Choice? It's a BHA toner. How do you feel about the use of a product like that over a longer period of time? Toners don't do a whole lot for me. Um, I haven't, I, I do like them, um, and I think they like feel good, but I don't see how, how I wouldn't add it to my Interesting. life. Interesting. It's kind of, kind of like what I'm saying. I, I'm not a them, and I do like them and they, 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 they do work, but they're still like on and they're on and they're off that, it, you know what I mean? They're not, I don't really know how much I'm not, I can't really even speak for that very well. Cause I'm not, I haven't really dove in and educated that myself that much on toners because Speaking even to my chemist and then to my dad, we kind of started, we just mm-hmm. steered away from that. We're like, Interesting. Oh, yeah. But with that being said, if that works for you, yeah, do it. Absolutely. It is you know really I mean? all about tinkering and finding things. And part of the joy in this like superficial world of beauty is, is getting to do that. I feel like, you know, we deal a lot with very serious issues in life. And I know I write about very serious issues on my podcast and we talk about them on the blog, but once in a while, it's nice to drop, you know, 20 bucks and see if something works on your face and just mm-hmm. in, enjoy the superficiality <laughs> of life too, which is, it's kind of two, two, uh, two sides of the same. Yeah. Point. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. Um, I want to know your thoughts on clean beauty in general. So I am, uh, like I said before, I always go that route first. If I find that I can get results from something that doesn't have mm-hmm. say a, a synthetic fragrance or parabens or sulfates or mineral oil, I kind mm-hmm. of always do that, but mm-hmm. there is some, uh, some side eye being thrown at the term clean beauty lately because it is so difficult mm-hmm. to define. Do you believe that this movement is here to stay? And more importantly, what do you classify clean beauty as? I do believe it's here to stay because we're all getting more and more educated through the internet. Um, and we're learning that some products may not be the best 
for your skin. But also with that being said, personal I personally used and developed a, a clean skincare because I believe that's what makes my skin happy and that's what I have seen work for others. Um, I see a lot of new allergies starting to develop and I just feel safer giving something to someone that isn't going to cause a flare-up or reaction that I can back up and say, look, this is not, unless you're allergic to a walnut topically, not when you eat it, topically, or if you're allergic to cucumbers or lavender, then you shouldn't be using this line. But if you're not, this is safe enough, even like I said, if you got, if it got in your mouth, no issues there. Um, now, if I found a really good product that wasn't 100% clean, and honestly, how many people can read an ingredient level that has, or an ingredient list, excuse me, that has like 30 different things? It's like, I know what that means. That means that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's hard. And then people are educating themselves, but there's still combinations of things, too, that you're not sure how they're going to react together. Sure, sure. So, I mean, I've even had put products on my skin that haven't been super clean that I found fabulous and I don't have a reaction to. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I would Absolutely. use Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I don't know if I would recommend it to my girlfriend that has, it's super sensitive and has rosacea, but I don't. And I have clean, strong skin, Love so it. I could use it. It's just everyone's, it's just so different. And do you guys have plans to add anything else to your line? And if so, when can we expect them? Yes. Um, I'm always uh, working with my chemist and trying new things um, such as like oils and I'm really kind of um, interested and excited to dive into like the lip part of it, like lip gloss or scrub or, or something like that because uh, we are really good about putting sunscreen and stuff on our face, but we don't put it on our lips. And now we're noticing a higher volume of skin cancer to the lips. And people, I get a lot of women in their 30s that come in for lip injections because they're like, my lips aren't hydrated anymore. Well, what about if I can hydrate them without having to plump them up, you know, every three months mm -hmm. or six months or once a year? You know what I mean? Or even use it in combo. Um and like I said, hyaluronic acid is probably one of my favorite products out there right now. So I do see myself working with something that has a very high concentration. Well, of I cannot wait to see what is next for the line. Um, just following you on social media and seeing your whole vibe. I'm just so into what you're doing. And I really appreciate you taking time, even through all of my technological struggles at the beginning of this podcast, for talking to me, Tenley. Thank you so, so much. Can you tell us where we can follow you and find out more? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram, on Star Clinical. You'll see a lot about my personal life um, as being a mom, as being a business owner, and about me injecting. And I give a lot of good skincare tips, and I do a lot of IV hydration. Um, and then you could also go to www.starclinical.com. Awesome. Tenley, thank you again so, so much. So great to chat. Thank you so much. Isn't she awesome? I really loved talking to Tenley, and I am getting her back on the podcast, actually. We already booked a date to talk some more about not only some of the amazing and um, high-tech things that she's doing in her office as far as skincare is concerned, but also to talk about the things that we missed this first time around, like all the mom stuff, all the, um, you know, 
how does she make it happen every day stuff. So I will let you guys know when that episode is coming out, but it will surely be happening soon. I just want to say thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Whether you are a listener who's been here for the past year or whether you are new, I greatly appreciate you being around. We have some really cool episodes coming up. And if you have a moment Rate, review, subscribe. That would mean the world to me. Um, All those things help to get these podcasts out to people who might appreciate them or find them useful. So go ahead and do that. I also tend to uh, find people who leave reviews and drop a beauty product in the mail as a way of saying thank you. So if you do that, screenshot it and um, DM me on Instagram at SonnyAbatta, S-O-N-N-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. And um, I'll find something good to send you. Thank you guys again so much for listening. I will be back next week with more goodness here on 30-something. Have a great week, and I'll see you guys soon.